Gerson Rosas was spotted at Target Center last week. John Krasinski reported that he's working in the Knicks' front office these days. I wonder how they landed on the decision to hire him. Process of elimination. Welcome to episode 188 of Wolves Cast, the official Paige Becker's fan club podcast. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. I can feel her. She's in the Twin Cities area. I can just tell. The sun's a little brighter. It's a big weekend. There's an extra bounce in my step. Yes, that's right. Paige is back. She's going to terrorize the Target Center like she used to do in high school. Oh, Paige. Yeah, I think uh, won a a state title there. Maybe not. Maybe it was in a different gym, but... uh... Yeah, she's, she's probably got a lot of state titles to her name. I'm not sure if she did four, but uh, she's probably got two, probably well, got three. She's working on that uh, NCAA title now to put to her name. Yeah, I think last season she was injured. She yes, uh, yes. had like an ACL tear or something. It's uh, the only reason UConn didn't go all the way. That's right. you know, it feels a little weird cheering for UConn because they're kind of like the New York Yankees of women's uh-huh. basketball. But I don't care. Maya's from there, you know, and it's now Paige. Yeah, and, like, and the FISA. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so we got got to do it, you know. It just keeps going. So Gino and Cheryl are buddies. Yeah, yeah, that Team USA connection. But yeah, big weekend for uh, you know March Madness women's basketball happening here in the Twin Cities at Target Center. Wolves are out of town. They got to clear out because uh, you know they got the big show here. So that'll be fun if you, uh, if you're heading to that this weekend. Hope you have a great time chilling at Target Center, watching all the all the madness happen. But uh, you're back with us here, Wolves Cast. Another another week of Timberwolves basketball is happening. We're getting close to the end of the season. No. It's, get, it's getting real tight down here. The the end, uh, the, you know, the, the, the ending stretch, the final stretch of uh, of this season, and uh, we're here like we are just about every week. I'm gonna need a deep playoff it. run because I'm mm. not ready to say goodbye to this Wolves oh, team just deep. yet. Let's go. Yeah, let's get let's go real deep with it. So uh, yeah, you're in the right place uh, if you're if you're ready for some wolves talk here, everybody. Uh, we got full court press coming up. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the play in where it's at right now as we stand here on uh, as we record this on uh, Thursday. Uh, what is it? The thirty first? Is it? Is it the thirty first? No, it's the th- yeah. It, it is, is the thirty first. The final day of the rabbit, year. Rabbit, rabbit tonight, everybody. Yeah, well, you're going to hear this too late. That's but. right. Don't forget. You'll uh, either be kicking yourself or you'll be like, yes, I did it. Um, we have injury. The wolves update. need you to get rabbit, rabbit right tonight. That's you know, right. for we this need- final. Push. It's, it's a big month. It's an important month. Yeah, if there's any month to, to do a rabbit rabbit, it's April. Um, injury update: Beasley and McDaniel's. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Carl Towns and his All NBA, um, you know, possibilities. Uh, we have a sponsor. We're going to have some uh, chili, chili cold takes. Weekly Wolfies in the game, like we do it. We're going to keep it rolling here, Scott. Let's jump right in. Two week recap: Wolves are 43 and 34. Net rating is eighth in the league. Defensive rating is 11th. Offensive rating is 7th. So, uh, you know, even though the Wolves went 1-2 and two on the week, not much change as far as their uh, offensive and defensive net ratings. It's I surprising, guess, they, uh, considering they really got blown out of two games. But. I guess that's how it goes late in the season, though, where that's you have all this, like, all this back, uh, you know, data to compete with. Such with. a good point. It's just a blip. One yep. game is just a blip. Well, these games uh, matter, I guess, less as the season goes on in this kind of way. It's like in baseball, <laughs> which is coming up. So now all my Ooh, base, my mind's week. on 
baseball. I got my fantasy baseball draft tonight. Tonight, one pod. week, one week. And, uh, you know, in baseball, if you have like a bad month of April and then you're awesome for the rest of the season, your numbers look bad all season. But if you have a great April and then suck the rest of the season, your numbers still look pretty good. You know, it's just about, you know, the small sample size over exaggerating things in the beginning. Sure. And then you're also like, you know, it happens in the NBA too, where it's like, we uh, we think about the early part of the season a little bit too. Like I don't know. I guess it's kind of so hopefully people, especially with awards and stuff, can can like f- not think about that. But I'm still sort of thinking about like think about Steph Curry at the beginning of the right, season, exactly. right? But he didn't really have a he, he just petered out the rest of the way. You know, and was injured and Draymond was injured, so he wasn't as good. So you know, it happens all over. Demar's cooled off. Oh know? yeah, yeah, it happens like that. Um, all right, so three games this week. Wolves went one and two, as we mentioned. They got the first one. Um, last Arguably Friday. the most important. One. Oh yeah, in, I in, mean uh, Dallas is now in the third seed, so there's a whew. you know better chance we'll catch the Warriors than Dallas right now. But yet it felt good because we had got our butt kicked in Dallas. It was actually a pretty good game in Dallas. Um, so yeah. I felt like we were going to play them really well, and we did. We really kind of stomped them. Actually, it was one sixteen ninety five, and you know there's some garbage time there, so it's you know it was closer than it, it looks closer than it was. I just felt like we had control over this game. Luca had a really another tough game, like. That'd be an interesting matchup, you know, that three six seed. If we get six, they have three. It's changing so much. I I mean, I like the way our defense really shut down uh, Luca in both games. Um, So that was a fun one to watch. The only fun one of the week to watch, really. Yeah, Wolves were up, uh, you know, you know, 10, 15 points pretty much the entire game. And uh, yeah, like you said, they were they were very much in control. Uh, Mavs really looked just I don't know. They just missed a lot of shots, frankly. Right. They were just getting open threes and they were just not going down. Uh, but the crowd they, was rocking. Everyone was having yeah, a fun time. Yeah, I mean, they, they did, the Wolves, you know, credit the Wolves defense there for kind of, you know, taking them out of the normal flow and stuff like that. But yeah, it definitely would have been a, you know, a, a closer game if just a couple of those threes went down for Dallas. They missed so many. Um, they just really had a tough night offensively. Um, but yeah, the Wolves were up 20 at the end of the third. So yeah, like you said, garbage time there in the fourth quarter. This game is also notable because uh, Nas Reed and, uh, and uh, uh, Beasley, uh, Malik Beasley got injured in this game. Thankfully for Nas, it was a, you know, more of a, you know, slight, Tweak. slight injury. Yeah. 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 I think he left the game, but then did he come back in that game? Or I don't did, think he came back yeah. into the game, but he came back to the sideline and looked like he was sure. Check in, and then so. like he played the, in that Boston game. So he was right back, but uh, Beasley, unfortunately, kind of turned his ankle in a weird way kind of like falling down so uh, we'll talk more about injury stuff later on but this is where those injuries took place always um, a bummer yeah so then uh well things got tougher for the wolves as they talking hit it, about injuries hit too east. man boston got hit with some injury bugs after the game you yeah, know this uh, game robert williams the third and it sucks you know i hate i hate it when players get injured and especially with boston you know i was excited to watch that defense in the playoffs and now obviously that defense won't be quite as good without him but why couldn't he have gotten injured before the Wolves game, Neil? That's all I'm saying, you know? <laughs> one game previous. Yeah, yeah, he was seriously. awesome in this one. So many block shots. Just uh, definitely made his presence felt around the rim for sure. But, uh, yeah, bummer that he's now out. And, you know, some reports saying that he maybe he could be back. He got the he got the trim, I guess, on the meniscus rather than the surgery. I forget which one's which. But one of yeah, them is you can get, I think it's the trim you can it's get quicker. back quicker. But you're you might be you know the, open to re-injuring the it. D Wade decision right there. Yeah, yeah. Or you can be out for like a whole year and sort of make yeah. it better. So 
they went with the short one there, so he might be able to be back for uh, maybe their Eastern Conference Finals if they are to make it that far. Yep, uh, it was a good week for watching highlights of the 2004 Wolves because both <laughs> Boston and Toronto are arenas where they showed oh, like the last KG, time yeah. the Timberwolves won in this arena, KG was playing, and so. It goes to tell you just kind of like how bad we are in Boston and Toronto. I really thought we were going to get the Toronto on. I, I felt I've, I didn't have a lot of hopes for Boston, but I really thought we could take Toronto. So that game was more disappointing for me because we really got our butts kicked in that one, too. Yeah, yeah. Boston. After like having a good first quarter. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Especially things looked really good there. We were at the Celtics. It was more like, hey, you're hanging around in the first quarter. And then, you know, the Wolves went down 20 in the second quarter. Celtics really just turned it on there. And, you know, they got out-rebounded really bad. And, um, you yeah. know, the, the Celtics just looked so much just, I mean, they had won like, what, like 20 of like 23 or something wild. And, like, you know, going into this, they had some some uh, very intense like winning streak numbers going on. They're just so good defensively, you know, uh, you know that just felt like playoffs. And there was all really loud arena really i mean they have a great crowd there you know say what you want about the celtics and you know they're always at the top and all that stuff and you know everyone's kind of annoyed with them generally but man their fans are so loud for regular season games that's that's what happens when you're kind of always in the mix at the top of the eastern conference i guess yeah toronto it was uh we we led by 10 after the first wow yeah so we won the first quarter by 10 points Mm -hmm. lost the second quarter by 12 points lost the third quarter by 13 points then lost the fourth quarter by eight points so really got our pants blown off us after that first quarter it was Ooh. really dispiriting to watch us up by 10 and then give up that entire lead and go into the halftime down it was just like i don't oh. know how they were up 10 when they had like eight turnovers in the first quarter no they had 11 turnovers in the first quarter which was insane no yeah but so it, many, that was the story of the game to me yeah turnovers, it felt like bad it, turnovers timberwolves fans if you want to know what it's like to play against the timberwolves it feels <laughs> like what happened because they were playing right. the timberwolves game they were forcing the turnovers getting, getting the fast out. break hitting the three you know and Man, it, it stinks to get beat at your own game, but it was so frustrating. It just felt like they were so physical on ball. You know, it just it just felt like, you know, nobody took a carefree dribble all night in the half court. You that know, team has athletes, man. I mean, OG Anobi might be the best wing defender in the whole league. Then you have Siakam. Then I mean, Scotty Barnes is young, but that's that's another great wing defender. And then Gary Trent, maybe not known for his defense. I mean, he's good defender. But like he was eight of ten from three or seven to nine from three in this game, so I mean they got he's a, becoming a wolves killer. Oh, I mean yeah, Minnesota's own right he's there. He's joining the ranks of Dylan Brooks and oh. Jalen Brunson, another oh, yeah. wolves killers. Yeah, there's there's a list, there's a list of them out there. So yeah, so um, yeah, Toronto st- stuck it to us Wagner. too. Not as much, um, you know, wolves kind of this one just 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 never really felt, especially in that second half. You know, just just never really felt like it was something that uh, you know they were going to win. They just I don't know. I, I tweeted that it looked like they were just playing too hard, like they wanted it too much or something. Like they were just trying to make all these passes, especially with the turnovers. It was like they were all born out of like hurry down the floor, hurry get the rebound, go go go. It was like they were throwing the ball over the court. So that is the nice thing, though. I, I was thinking about the gauntlet we've had to finish the season. It's going to be good for us in the play-in, you know, or the playoffs, whatever one happens. Good point. Good point. Uh, I think you know, getting uh, getting really tested is good right now because mm-hmm. I agree. I think we're we're kind of folding under our own pressure a little bit. So I think that you know. Figuring that out this week and, you know, next week would be better than figuring it out when you are in the heat of it, you know? <laughs> yes, indeed. So, yeah, we're going to talk, um, you know, more about... Also, uh, great, great color matchup. Red Raptors jerseys, blue remixed Wolves jerseys oh, yeah. look great. That is a good one. Yeah, we'll talk more about, um, you know, the play-in and, and sort of what comes next uh, right now. Let's do it. Here's the tip. All right, play-in. 
uh, outlook here, Scott. Looking uh, as we record this, I think uh, the Wolves are three games out now. Three games out of uh, you know of that sixth spot, which is now I don't even know what team it is now. It's 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 not Denver, right? Like they moved up. Yeah, I think it's. I got you. I got you. I got I think you. It's Utah. Utah's at six. Yeah, Utah. Denver's five. Warriors are four. There's a big it's clump tight. of like four, five, six. We're only a game in, or oh no, we're two and a half games back. Two and a half, not three. Yes, yeah. but they've been losing a lot lately. They're four and six in their last ten. So. Yeah, Wolves. Now it's funny how it just goes. Of like, oh yeah, it's like the Nuggets. Oh, we were looking it's, it's, at like the Mavs. Mavs schedule, and now I'm looking at like the Jazz now schedule. It's, now it's Utah, yeah. So it's like they play the Lakers, the Warriors, the Grizz. So those are tough. They play the Suns. That's tough. But then they play two tanking teams with the Thunder and the Blazers. Interesting. So we'll see. Yeah, so, you know, it's really, at this point, though, it's not so much about these other teams. It's kind of like, okay, Wolves, what are you going to do? How are you going to finish this season? So, uh, yeah, Wolves just have a couple games remaining, right? One uh, one game on the road. Um, they have to play uh, in Denver. Oh, sorry, then they're playing uh, in uh, Houston uh, before returning to wrap up their season at home against Washington San Antonio and uh, Chicago. So five games remaining as we record this here. And Neil, um, yeah. I know there's playoff implications. Mm, I know there's mm. play-in implications. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, everybody, I just want to draw your attention. If we win our next four games, the Timberwolves franchise record goes up, up to 40%. The winning percentage goes up to 40%. Wow, exactly. We're the only team in the league that's below 40%. We can get our record back to 400 with four straight wins. It's been... Years and years I've been tracking this. When will the Timberwolves get to a 40% win percentage franchise-wide? It could happen if we close out the season strong. All right. So it has to be four straight, or can it be four of the last five? It, it basically needs to be five, because if we win four straight, it gets to 400, but then we lose the fifth, it would drop us back under. Uh-huh. So yeah. if we want to keep that 400 all the way through the offseason, we, we should just <laughs> clean up. Just win all five. That's right. It seems okay. doable, you know. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's possible. So yeah, so the Wolves, you know, as they lost both those Boston and Toronto games, essentially locking themselves into the seventh seed. Um, so you know that that's where things are going to be, and they they can't really fall down either. No, um, they're they're uh, statistically impossible. We're wow. too many games ahead. Wow. Yeah. So I guess maybe if the Clippers win out and we lose out, that could be. Sure. I shouldn't say statistically impossible. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's very unlikely. Very, very unlikely. So that's kind of where things are going to be. So, you know, there's uh, I think it was nice to, you know, get that chase on a little bit here. And I'm sure the Wolves are still thinking there's hey, there's, you know, 5% chance. Let's go for it. But like uh, I said, Utah's got four. Their last six games are tough. We're only two and a half back. Yeah. We went out. They lose. Yeah, they've been struggling. You can see. So, yeah. So I think it's, you know, it's we're essentially at a point now where it's time to, you know, turn our attention to, uh, you know, the, the very likely matchup of, uh, of, uh, Wolves Clippers, you know, coming up for that one game, um, you know, that one game, you know, you know, dra- knock down, drag out war. Who wants a seven seed? Yeah. Okay. And and Timberwolves fans are sweating a little bit. Paul George came back this week, dropped 20 points in a quarter in his oh, first game back. I didn't see that. Yikes. Scored like 30 something in his first game back. So nice. he was looking pretty good. Uh-huh. But uh, guys, you know, I'm saying let's cool the worry wagon down a little bit. I think <laughs> I feel wagon. I feel good. I feel like Anthony Edwards, who said that I feel like we're going to be in the playoffs and just win mm-hmm. one game. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and. 
And we don't have to win one game. We just have to win one of two games, both at home, where we've played wonderfully this season, where the crowd has been bringing the energy for the second half of the season. I feel really good about winning one of two games, you know. And yeah. that's I feel good about beating the Clippers. But, you know, say there's an off night. Maybe Paul George goes nuclear and hits 70 points, hits 12 three-pointers, whatever. Have Something fluky like that happens. If something fluky happens, then we get another home game against either the Pelicans or right now the Spurs. It's not like mm. the Lakers are not looking like they'll be there. So I know Anthony yeah. Davis is coming back, but the Lakers can't win anything right now. So I feel like the Spurs are going to be in there. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think, yeah, they're they're getting AD back. Like you said, I think LeBron is, you know, coming back. It's questionable on him, though. So it's, man, it's really weird how they're. Just can't get their whole team. It's out weird there that they're bringing finish. AD back because my theory has been the Lakers don't want to be in the playoffs. <laughs> I think they're ready for the season to be over. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see what happens there. Like, what's worse for LeBron's legacy? Because obviously he's thinking about that, not yeah. making the play-in or having everyone watch you get bounced out of the play-in. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, that's that's interesting one there. The Lakers are uh, free falling still, but yeah, I think the Clippers thing is. I think it's one part is just like Wolves fans. You know, obviously not like not having been in this situation, you know, and just being like, oh, we're going to blow it like always. One of our greatest strengths as a franchise is keeping low expectations and expecting disappointment, you know, worrying, 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 expecting the worst to happen. These Uh are all things that we are old, old friends at. We're very practiced. And I guess for me with the Clippers, yes, it's the Paul George effect, but also I'm thinking about last year's Clippers team under Ty Lue and they they went down. Um, they were back against the wall, uh, about to be eliminated, I think, in three straight series and won them all. Right. They went to the West Finals last yeah, year. Yeah, right? but one of them required like the best playoff game of Kawhi Leonard's career. To I'm happen. just they don't have the same squad, but they do have the same coach. They do have essentially like all veterans on their team. Yeah. Guys who have been there before. Whereas like we're saying the Wolves are still getting a little bit of that experience. Yeah, you got D Towns, Beverly, a couple guys, you know, uh, Prince. You know, they they've been to the playoffs. They've had a little bit of experience, but I, that's the thing I'm most worried about with the Clippers is just I know that they're going to be very, um, very poised, very uh, confident, and they have a great coach who like knows how to dig them out of weird holes. Like basically, the season has been for them. Like they're in the eighth seed, they they don't feel like they, that they're you know that that's the quality of team they are. So. You know, it's going to be a great game. Um, we, we got tickets. I think the whole thing is sold out. Pretty sure the whole game is sold out right now. Um, so we'll be in the building. Um, it, it is not announced which day it is. I thought it was only possibly um, Tuesday the 12th, but it can also be it'll be the 12th or the 13th, okay. um, one of those um, evenings. So uh, that's exciting. So we'll be talking more remember, about that game once I know it gets Paul official George, and all that. There's a factor, but we're nine games over 500. They're two games yeah. below. We're a better team than oh, them. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But I think it's right. Ty Lue deserves a lot of credit for how he's been coaching the team. They got a lot of gamers, fighters on that squad. So worst case scenario, we play the Pelicans the next night, you know? <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, rumor, rumor has it Zion might be trying to come back for that game. But at this point, I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wouldn't that hurt the team more? Yeah. Like, I know Zion's really good, but trying to fold in this guy into your team that's been running a certain offense and defense for like all season, just no try to force him back in there. I'm not sure that would you help more that. than it would hurt, yeah, you yeah, know? You I'm more afraid of the Pelicans without Zion, but... <laughs> I'm not too afraid. Like I said, the Lake, uh, like even when we lose the Clippers game, we get the Pelicans, who I'm confident we can beat. The Lakers, who have looked like 
just a terrible team for months now. I'm feeling good. You know, I feel like Anthony Edwards. I'm feeling good. Quickly, Scott, uh, as it pertains to the play-in tournament, how are you feeling about the Wolves uh, having this great record, you know, so much better, um, you know, than than the eighth seed, uh, so much better than the other play-in tournament teams? Do you feel like they've been, you know, given the short end of the stick here by having to play in this play-in tournament despite being far and away the best team of the four? No, I mean, it's funny that we're closer to the third seed than we are the eighth seed. We're five <laughs> games away from the third seed. We're six and a half above the eighth oh, seed right now. So yeah. it is funny that like we're closer to the third seed and we'll have to do this play-in thing. But <laughs> this isn't like they changed the rules no! on us. It's not unfair. These were yeah. the rules last season. They were the rules coming into this season. This whole offseason, we were like, I like the play-in. We might be able to push for the play-in this season. So like I, I joked on Twitter, I love the play-in when the Wolves are in any seed besides <laughs> seven or eight. And I hate it when they're in the seventh, eighth seed because mm. that's just the nature of it. When it affects you, you're going to be biased towards it. Like LeBron was last year when he was like, man, that guy should be fired. Whoever thought of the play-in because the Lakers are going to be in the play-in, you know? (laughs) And so it's just like, it's easier to hate on it when it's affecting your team. But we knew the rules. It's not unfair. And like, overall, I like the play-in. So, you know, if... You just got to take care of your business. If you can't win two games at home or one of two games at home, like you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think there's a pretty clear delineation too, between, I think we've kind of found out in the last few weeks that the wolves are just a level below kind of your Denver and your Dallas and even your Utah. Like maybe not right now, like Utah is maybe playing not as well as those other teams, but I think it's fair as far as this season has gone for the wolves to be where they are. Even if, you know, their, their number of games that they won has been sort of, you know, way more, than expected like I think it's fair that they're they're a step down from those teams and maybe they can upset I'm not saying they can't beat them or whatever but you know I think those other teams they've just kept pace better than the Wolves have been able to at some point you have to just play those other teams and beat them and be better than them and the Wolves haven't uh, you know gotten those numbers so even though it's close to that six seed like they they had all their chances and they just weren't able to do it and you could argue the opposite I guess that if the because what if we did have the plan the Timberwolves would know we have the seventh seed for like a month Mm -hmm. basically like we felt like you know And so I guess on one hand, you're like, well, you could rest your guys and get set up for the matchup. But like, I like the idea that we're chasing something. I think making every one of these games, making the Timberwolves hungry, you know, hungry like wolves to chase after that. I think it's, it's been good for our chemistry, our camaraderie and our development as a team. We're coming. We're coming. All right. Good stuff there. Anything else on the plan stuff, Scott? Well, this is tangentially related, but we were talking about Carl Anthony Towns' technical fouls. Oh. Uh, Alan Horton tweeted last night, the latest NBA technical foul list uh, has Carl Anthony Towns with 13 after having two rescinded, one in Miami, one in San Antonio. He's the only player or coach to have multiple tees taken away from the league. You know what that tells me, Neil? The league's been more unfair to Carl Anthony Towns than anyone else in the league. They acknowledge it. The refs don't even like admitting their mistakes, but they admitted it because they took back two technical fouls from him. No other player in the league has had two removed. It just shows the refs understand they're so biased against Towns. Oh, my God. All right. That's That's another good thing to think about because I was watching some poor officiating in the past week and I remembered we're going to get the good refs for the playing games. We're not going to get your your bottom of the barrel Western Conference refs. We're going to get the good guys, you know, the guys who are top of the level. So, you know, hopefully the refereeing will be a little bit more uh, even handed. Yeah, no G League refs. That's right. All right. He's hitting up. Injury updates, as we mentioned. uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, we had uh, someone I always want to call Michael Beasley, but it's Malik Beasley. Uh, get a little, little leg tweak, little uh, left ankle, I believe, tweak um, in that game about a week ago, um, last Friday. 
um, against Dallas. And uh, that was, it didn't look great. It was a little mysterious. And, uh, you know, he was just really hobbled. Uh, they were trying to get the take foul and stuff like that. And just looked bad. It's just, you just never know with, with, the, with the ankle turn like that, you know, the different gradations and stuff. So uh, kind of maybe it was just me, but I guess I just uh, feared, feared the worst uh, for the rest of his season. And uh, But uh, thankfully we've had uh, some updates from Chris Finch. Um, before the Toronto game that, uh, you know, that he was progressing well and that, uh, you know, he will be, you know, he will be playing essentially before this season is over here, potentially even as soon he's, he's ruled out for Friday's game already. I just saw, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe that next game, uh, was it Sunday or yeah, Sunday, um, against, uh, who are we playing? Yeah. Sunday against the Rockets in Houston, you know, maybe, 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 maybe you don't need him. Maybe you don't need him for the Rockets yeah, game. That's the thing Give too. The that's one. the thing about the whole, Oh, we're locked into the seven seed. It's like, that's not the worst thing for a team looking to get two guys back like and you know Delo's a little rusty you know Ant's got the knee maybe just give those guys you know 20 minutes a night or 25 minutes a night and kind of you know maybe just take this you know, understand where you are here that's definitely an option like I don't think they'll well, do that because again there's still a I think, slim chance that they can catch a six seed, I think but. we can beat the Rockets without Malik Beasley true 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 yeah, yeah although Neil Dane Moore what a great guy. Good podcaster. You know, <laughs> I guess I've never met him in person. Sure. I don't know if he's a great guy. He seems so. like we it. But, so. uh, yeah. Britt Robinson. Robinson doesn't hang around bad guys. You know? He's as good of a you know, guy as he is journalist. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he's good. then. But uh, he tweeted today, Malik Beasley has missed three games this season. The Wolves have lost those three games by 31 points, 22 <laughs> points, and 23 <laughs> oh, points. Oh, no. He missed three games. You know? Are those his suspension games? Or I forget, did no. he miss one game to get suspended? No, that was Pat Beverly who got one game suspension. Maybe Beasley didn't yeah. get suspended. I think he served his suspension last year. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was Pat Bev who couldn't play uh, due to his playoff suspension. Okay. Um, so, yes. Chris Paul had to come. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's good uh, for Malik. Looking like he's he'll be back on track to, you know, um, we'll see how much he plays. But I, I think at, at bare minimum, you know, before that play-in game, he will hopefully have a few games under his belt, a few practices, find his be, rhythm. Yeah, find his rhythm a little bit and be feeling good. And then Jade McDaniel's as well. A little bit uh, updates. He's, uh, you know, we caught him on the broadcast uh, in, the, in the Toronto game. They had some, you know, some video of him uh, getting up shots pre-game and. Um, you know, I think we're, uh, I forget, no, we're, we're at two weeks. I forget when the two-week mark is. That's when he would be reevaluated uh, after the injury happened. I believe that's coming up here in a few days or, uh, you know, early next week or something. So, you know, he's going to be reevaluated, and hopefully he's, all, all signs are pointing to him returning to the court sooner than later. Again, I'm really hoping for at least one or two games that he can play in the regular season before that all-important, um, you know, matchup against the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers with, with Paul George would be great just to have another body to throw at him you know it's uh, it's one it's great to have Torian Prince and you know a couple other bigger guys Vando who can switch on to him and stuff like that but to have uh, Jaden McDaniels in that matchup would just be huge as far as uh, using his long arms to shut down the you know very very potent scoring of of one Paul George so uh, those are those are two uh, positive signs that frankly I kind of didn't see coming especially in the case of Beasley I didn't know what to think about that one very surprisingly who's gonna be right back just a little light ankle sprain no no problem put a put strap a strap a you know brace on that thing get Tra- out there man shoot some threes <laughs> so yeah those he, are he the, gets such elevation on his threes he needs oh, to be able yeah. to jump he needs to be able to get up so yeah some injury updates for you hopefully we can see these Timberwolves Back in action very soon. All right, what's next? He's on fire! 
Oh yeah, we're talking about uh, Carl Towns and uh, the All NBA teams, and lots of uh, lots of talk about this. Lots of discourse as uh, the season, regular season, is uh, winding down. Everybody's making their lists. Everybody's saying who they think should be on and off. Yeah, if Cat wins, he's eligible for a higher contract tier. So you know, it's like a forty million dollar difference or something. I think. Yeah. Uh, the good news is it was reported this week that both Embiid and Jokic will be eligible at both center and forward. Okay. So if you feel like Embiid and Jokic have been the best two players in the league this year, as many people do, not me. I think Giannis deserves a spot in the top two. But if you believe, like most people do, that Embiid and Jokic are one and two in the MVP race, it doesn't make sense to have one of them first team and one of them second team. Mm-hmm. Although Bill Simmons had a crazy take I heard. He said he might give one of them MVP and the other one first team and, and keep the MVP on the second team. Because well, okay. he thinks that you shouldn't be able to make the centers before. It's, I think it's dumb. Anyways, it's good news for Cat because that means most likely most voters will put Embiid and uh, Jokic on the same first team, leaving opening up a slot for Cat, whether you think he's going to be third team behind Rudy on second team or he's going to be second team and Rudy will be third team you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know the, going back to the Dane Morwell uh, Zach Lowe on his podcast called Carl Anthony Towns a lock Ooh. for all NBA he said like it's over he said Cat should be over Gobert and Dane said Zach Lowe firmly stating that it should be Cat over Gobert for all NBA means it's going to happen mm. there's a lot of people with media votes who haven't watched enough to have strong opinions on the deeper cut awards so they just vote whatever Lowe says this is the thing 100% <laughs> yeah he's like uh, yeah he's, he's leading the way he's uh, you know everyone is you know if they don't know a thing they, they follow his lead on that um, as they should you know he's yeah. not he's not prone to overreaction that man yeah I think so and, and, and also I think you know Towns is already right up there anyway I think it's a pretty close call. I think it's it's just really difficult to to make the call between um, Towns and Gobert um, because they are just like almost complete mirror players of each other, right? Like they're just you can't really compare them with stats or you know nowadays with the with the Jazz falling and the Wolves kind of rising up, yeah. like they're about the same team quality for the season. Yeah, like it's so neck right. and neck. If if the Jazz were like third seed and we were in the play, yeah, then, that's then maybe difference. some people would be like, oh, yeah. I got to reward the team that did better but yeah. with yeah the jazz falling like this and like, I, there's like three games apart it's like okay right yeah I, I really don't think there's the case to be made for Gobert so I, I feel I'm pretty good about Cat's chances and he deserves it you know he's an all NBA quality player so it's just rightfully putting him back where he belongs yeah and I think uh, Towns made it a few years ago he's made it, um, yeah on the 2018 season with yeah, Butler third team there and then is it the only time he's made it I, I think, think so so yeah so to get back to there would be would be big and, and as you said you know he's had a wonderful season I think it's you know eye of the beholder between him and 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 uh and Rudy Gobert as far as uh you know the the third and fourth best centers this le- this year but um yeah certainly deserving of that um of that honor and yeah it'll just be a matter and hey do people actually do the Jokic and Embiid on the same team or do they you know split it and, and make one go to second that'll be interesting to kind of tell which team it goes to but for Towns's contract purposes for this you know higher maximum that he'd be eligible for it doesn't matter which one he makes so yep. kind of semantic there doesn't, uh, doesn't just get on a team yeah just get on one of those teams be one of the 15 guys and you're good to go so uh that That'll be interesting. I think that um, I'm not really sure when historically that um, you know those awards come out. They ended up they ended up doing that like NBA award show a few years ago that I think continues on. Which I think like uh, you know the the awards aren't given out quite as early because they're waiting for the whole season to be over for that. So I'm not sure when we'll actually hear about this. 
but certainly something that's being talked about right now. And uh, I think votes are due probably like next week or something like that. Votes go in before the end of the season because it's a regular season award. That's the other thing to remember about all these. It's not necessarily what your team does in the playoffs. It's uh, what you did for for the full 82 in the regular season. So we'll see if uh, Towns makes it one of those, but it's looking more more like it's going to happen. One of the things that was fun about the Raptors game is the Coach Finch, uh, Coach Nurse matchup because they're old buds. They used to coach together for the you know British national team. Yeah. And they're showing old clips of young Finch celebrating with Nurse and stuff. And I just think that's they great. They were playing each other. Yeah, they were playing against each other in that game. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I just think that like that was really fun to see. And, you know, there's that connection there. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's great. They're, they're one and one against each other now, oh. I think. No, or, no, no, we no, lost both right. the yeah. Raptors. No, I was thinking about last season. So, yeah, now it's uh, Chris Finch is one and two, I think. Uh, got the win last year. Got swept last this year. Um, all right, cool. Let's um, let's keep the show mo- moving. And uh, by that, I mean get to our sponsor. We uh, we got to tell you about something real special, and uh, then it'll be onward to cold takes. Rejoice! The 2022 MLB season has been saved. Woo! The lockout is over, and your Minnesota Twins will be taking the field this summer as they look to return to the top of the Central Division standings. As they do each and every year, the team is hosting a number of special event games where a promotional item is included with your ticket. Two of their more popular nights are Minnesota Lynx and Minnesota Timberwolves nights. Fans will receive an exclusive co-branded Lynx or Wolves Twins baseball jersey. Due to the outstanding reception of these items, the Twins are proud to announce additional promo nights featuring your local professional basketball teams. June 10th, Chris Finch batting practice. This special ticket package allows a select number of fans the opportunity to take batting practice from Timberwolves head coach Chris Finch. You and Finch can even have a catch. July 15th, 7th inning Lynx Stretch. If you're a vocalist or an overly enthusiastic Cracker Jack fan, this one is for you. Gather around the microphone with the entire Minnesota Lynx roster and belt Take Me Out to the Ball Game, a classic tradition at the old ball game. August 19th, Stealing Bases with Cheryl Reeve. In 1984, Cheryl Reeves set the single-season record for bases stolen at her college alma mater, LaSalle University. Participants in this exclusive promotional event will take part in a 30-minute pre-game tutorial on the finer points of stealing bases with the winningest coach in WNBA history. August 31st, Bigfoot Day with Carl Anthony Towns. NBA players are big. NBA centers are even bigger. The Minnesota Twins have partnered with NBA All-Star and soon-to-be All-NBA team Carl Anthony Towns to help you bring his colossal proportions home with Bigfoot Day. The first 5,000 fans will receive a size 20 baseball cleat. The same size that Carl wears. So head to TwinsBaseball.com today to pick up tickets to these games and support your favorite basketball teams at the same time. As an added bonus, Crunch, Prowl, and Josh Okogie will join the mascot foot race around the field during each game. Are they faster than Bullseye the Target Dog? Find out this summer. Thank you to the Minnesota Twins for their support of Wolfscast. Up next, time for Cold Takes. What's cooler than being cool? Cool takes, cool takes, cool takes, cool takes. 
All right, cold takes. The winter uh, struck back this week, Scott. We thought we were in the clear with uh, some nice 50 and 60 degree weather days, and instead, I was, ex- I was explaining it to Piper how there's always a false spring, you know? Yeah, we got the false. We got the we got the new uh, we got the the little, little last bit of winter snowfall hit us hard. Sometimes and, it snows uh, in April. Oh, that's rough. So we had to go back to an old favorite. That is cold takes. It's the opposite of hot takes. Um, you know, we just keep it real simple and, uh, you know, don't, don't want to spring anything too uh, too intense on you. You know, we don't want to cause... We're not known for our spices in no. the upper Midwest, let me tell you. Yeah, not at all. We like it uh, people, one out of five. Some people say the spice of our, our region is mayo. Oh, <laughs> the, the tasty mayo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to give you the coldest takes we can just to make sure you're appropriately chilly for, um, you know, the play-in game that's coming up here. So uh, I'm going to get this going uh, first um, here. So get ready for this freezing cold take. I'm bracing. All right, Scott. The Timberwolves are going to be playing in the play-in game. That's right. The play-in round. Uh, the Timberwolves will be there. They will be. Um, they're pretty much locked into that seventh seed. They will not be able to move up to the sixth seed. They will not be able to move down to the eighth seed. So they will be right there in seventh in the play-in game. One game to make it into the real first round of the playoffs. That is the fate of this team. And uh, you know what? It's going to be okay, everybody. It is uh, quite the accomplishment from a team that was as bad as they were last year. Um, you know, to be even even in the playoff picture at all, I think. So um, I, think that's, uh, I think that's pretty good how far they've made it this year. And uh, it's just how it's going to be. Um, you know, there's not enough games left in the season. Uh, their opponents are too far away from them in the standings. So uh, they're going to play uh, one game to move on in the playoffs, and uh, that is their fate. And uh, we're just going to have to be okay with that. Well, I you know I can't disagree with you, Neil. I, I think you're yeah. right on that, with that frigid take. Yeah, that's that's where I like to keep it with the cold takes is to really make it inarguable. There's no way. Well, if that cold take felt like uh, you know cold water thrown on your reality of what you're Ooh. hoping for the team, Ooh. I have some good fr- news for you in my cold take. All right, I'm excited to hear this. What you got? The play-in game or games will be fun as hell to watch. Everybody, you remember the last time the Wolves went to the playoffs, eighth seed. Against the Rockets, not the most entertaining series. The Wolves did win that one game. And, you know, there's a couple games where we were close at the end of the game. And then we watched Jimmy Butler and his unclutched self fumble the ball away in the fourth quarter. But for the most part, you know what was more exciting than the Rockets series? Game 82, when we fought the Denver Nuggets. Taj Gibson stripping the ball at the end of regulation, going to overtime. Man, that was one of the most exciting games in Timberwolves and Target Center history. And I remember that and how much fun it was to watch more than I remember watching the playoff games, which I even went to when they were in town. So I think that we should relish the chance to be in the play-in game because it's going to make the most exciting game. It'll be more exciting than the playoff matchup because everything's on the line. One game, every you know turnover or made three, momentum shift just means so much. It's gonna Your stomach's going to be in your throat the entire game, but you're going to have a hell of a time. That's a good thing about the play-in game. Hmm. Okay. I was a little concerned about, you know, having a good time at that game, but I think you convinced me that it will indeed uh, be a wonderful time and uh, sort of an atmosphere that I'm not used to. Um, yeah. I haven't been... Win or go home atmosphere. I, I've only experienced that in Lynx finals, you know? I uh, know. That's, that's uh, pretty amazing. So, yeah, if, if uh, you know, I'm planning on being at that game and it'll be the first Timberwolves playoff game I've been to since 2004. So. Ooh. Wow. I mean, I think it counts, a playing game, you know. 
I think it's uh, you know, it's not the real playoffs, but I think it, for our perspective, I think it counts as a playoff game, even though it's a play-in. In or yeah, off. it doesn't count as a regular season game, so it's yeah. not going to go in the stats for as a regular season it's a game. Postseason so game. It can be in limbo, or it's a postseason game, but it is not a season game. It's 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 not the playoffs, but it is the postseason. Yeah, the, you know that's called the play in, the opposite of the playoffs. There the play you go. In, there but you go. It is kind of a murky gray area. All right, I'm uh, I'm still feeling uh, you know the shivers running up my spine, so I'm I'm ready to give you another one here, Scott. D'Angelo Russell. Is in a slump. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. We think of this player as someone who can, you know, shoot it from everywhere. Someone who's a prolific scorer. But uh, not right now. Right now, he's not playing well. He's not shooting the ball well. His last five games, you know, he's only playing 28 minutes per game. He's shooting 30, low 30%. Ugh, 14% from three? What? He's a he's a minus fifty three, negative uh, fifty three in the plus minus. So, you know the slump is not just about shooting. It's not just about scoring. He's just not as effective as he has been um, throughout this season. You know he kind of started off in this slump as well, and I'm sensing more of that um, at, at right now towards the end of the season. So, you know we're gonna need um, a little bit better play from D'Angelo Russell if the Wolves have any uh you know visions of, of being a better team and right now he's in a slump there's no uh there's no other way to say it yeah i think that is a very well reasoned and not too shocking take mm. i think it was it was appropriately cold so so slumping it's right ice now. ice in d veins Ooh. ice in his shooting right now that's right ice, ice up in the studio that's right so cold got one more cold take to do all right, Scott. Well, hopefully you can. Uh, Maybe this cold take will carry you through the summer, everybody. Who knows? Yeah, don't don't let this one. Every uh, time I put my winter coat in the closet, I hope it's the last time for the season. Don't let this one melt or or, or anything. Make sure it stays uh, absolutely frosty. Here I'm we go. Do my best. I hope I'm not pushing any buttons here, but I have mm. to say, it's been a good season for the Timberwolves. You know, whatever happens with the playing game, I think we can all look back at the season and say it was definitely better than we expected. I mean, the over-under was like 34 wins. I chose the under. Uh, I think most optimistic, like the most optimistic Timberwolves fans are saying, we're going to be in that play-in. You know, maybe the ninth seed, maybe we can even catch the eighth seed. Nobody expected us to be nine games over 500 right now. And with the opportunity to still win like 46, 47 games this season, if we if we play well, Ooh. I just think that, you know, this team has developed and found success so much more quickly um, obviously, it's been fun to watch Carl Anthony Towns refine his, you know, all NBA form. Anthony Edwards has taken a big step forward in a lot of different aspects of his game, even if he's been slumping a little bit with that knee injury. And just like, you know, breakout performances from some of the, you know, the fringe players. So I think that no matter what happens, you can't look at the season as anything else but a good season. Wow. I mean, yeah, I guess I I had considered that it, um, you know, might have been a good season, but this is uh, this is this is this is something more here. This is actually some some real proof. So I think that's well said. And um, yeah, I've, I've definitely I'm definitely feeling the goosebumps on that one. Very cold of you. Thanks for saying it like that. Um, I, hope, I just tell hope, tell it is as it is. Yeah, I hope everybody listening can uh, feel feel that uh, you know feel that sub zero temperature as well on that one. All right, keeping it simple. Well, let's go ahead and warm up now by uh, you know doing the heartwarming act of giving out some of our weekly wolfies. Now present. 
presenting your weekly Wolfie. All right, Wolfie is, oh yeah, award time and... Um, Wow, there are there are so many possible. You know, we just had uh, we just had the Academy Awards and so many nominees. You know, in all these different uh, categories and stuff. And that's what Scott and I have to do every week too. We have to sift through the numerous nominees. Yeah, and uh, to it gets, find it gets very political. Yeah, yeah, lots of bargaining going on to to get to our ultimate winners. And well, we have selected two here. I'll get backroom us, wheeling and dealing. Yeah, you never know. Lots of uh, potential bribery. Um, chicanery. Um, we are going. I'm gonna get us started here, and uh, I gotta give my weekly Wolfie to uh, DJ Mad Mardigan in general. I think uh, you know Mad Mardigan for a couple reasons. Here is uh, interesting to me. Number one is just in general. I think he is uh, really good at what he does, and you know I think he's been around for a long time for both Wolves and Lynx games. So you know he doesn't really get the get the love he deserves because he's become such a staple of the games. But really does a good job. Um, kind of halftime pre-game stuff like that really keeping the energy going in the house also he's a he's a very talented um you know sort of turntablist you know he's not just out there playing the jams he is doing that he's beat matching everything but he's also scratching on the beat which is a whole other skill set that's that's above and beyond okay jamming on the one. Oh, there you go he's he's got it going right there so shout out to um mad martican general um, also, secondly, uh, he has been uh, he has been uh, collaborating with a uh, friend of the show, Jeff Atchison, aka DJ Hamster Dance, recently. Um, we'll link to that in the show notes, but you can uh, you can check out Mad Mardigan and uh, our friend Jeff, who uh, does wedding DJ stuff, and he also does a lot of like mashup remixes and stuff. So they collaborated on some of that, made some made some fun like TikTok videos together and everything. So uh, Jeff even sent me a photo of him wearing Mad. Mardigan's like Link's uh, uh, championship oh, ring. Oh yeah, yeah, some block in the rings. So Mad Mardigan, I think, is a cool guy because he's up for this type of stuff. He's down to collaborate locally and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, just a really talented DJ. Finally, we had someone reach out on uh, via email. Shout out though, DJ Hamster Dance did my wedding. Oh, people yeah. still talk to me. Come up oh. to me and like, do you know how fun your wedding was? Okay, so it's all DJ Hamster Dance, my friends. There it is. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's bookable. We'll put his website. Um, in the show notes as well because uh yeah you can have him uh Play your uh, play your events, play your wedding. Um, but again, we had uh, someone reach out, a listener reach out via email. Thomas Isaacson sent us an email, and he said uh, that we should uh, give a shout out to Wolf Pack. It's a song by Jay Plaza. I checked it out, and yeah, it's on SoundCloud, and uh, you can check out a song called Wolf Pack. It's by Jay Plaza, who I didn't know about before this. I think he's a local rapper uh, featuring DJ Mad Mardigan, and uh, apparently, Mad Mardigan plays this song at a lot of Wolves games. Shouts out the team. You know, it has some good local references in there and stuff. And and so I think it's cool that a song like this exists. Um, you know, I hear some of these other songs like on League Pass around other arenas and stuff. And so it's good to know there's a there is a Timberwolves song. Uh, we've got to get a Link song going, maybe featuring Cuckoo Kangaroo. I oh, don't yeah. know, just an idea. So much rhymes so. with links. There's so many rhymes. <laughs> That's right. We can get it going there. So I just like that this exists, and I like that. And you know, um, the Links players love dancing. That's a big thing. That's, that's right. been there for you know ever since Cheryl's been there. Yeah, dancing Apache. is a part of the identity. Yeah, Apache, uh, Sugar Hill Gang. They play that one at the end of the game. So uh, shout Jump out to on. everybody. Mad Mark does a great job, and uh, we'll link to Wolfpack, the song that he's featured. 
featured on yeah. that uh, plays at Target Center. Maybe, I don't know what the rights issues are, but maybe <laughs> uh, as we trail out of this episode, you could play uh-huh. a little clip, you yeah, know, I could close th- out I the could, episode. I could throw that in there. That sounds fun. Wolfpack. All right, Scott, what, uh, who wins uh, Who wins your, through the nominees that you had this week? Well, I guess we're all kind and of the nominees n- are. picking our friends a little bit here, but this one's a good, uh, really good effort, I got to say. Um, friend of the podcast, Alex Conover. I don't think we've ever had him on the pod, have we? No, 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 but longtime listener. If you listen to Kings of the North, he may or may not be one of the zany characters who routinely pops up on that show. Alex is, uh, is an encyclopedic knowledge on the local... Um, you know, Twin Cities uh, prep hoop scene. He's big into that. Yeah, he covered follow he, him at North Star Alex, I believe. Yep. We'll link to that in the show notes. He shoots photos of prep athletes and stuff. For so. North Star Hoops. Yeah, yeah, check that out. Neil will link it. But yeah. uh, what he set up was really cool. It was called the Twin Cities Senior Expo. It's a no-cost showcase to promote uncommitted senior basketball players with oh. an emphasis on players from the Minneapolis-St. Paul conferences. Got it together, the showcase for these guys who, you know, not recruited by D1, but want to continue, you know, maybe playing for a junior college or some you know d3 schools or whatever yeah. you know the he brought a lot of good like coaches scouts just people and and obviously a lot of players together um uh, i think that you know he did a, the bulk of the work i'm sure he's you know being a humble guy would give credit to a lot mm-hmm. of other people but i'm giving it primarily to him but i know you know robert with an h was there uh i'm not sure what he was doing volunteering maybe he was just watching but jared jacobs another friend of the show is there so give a shout out to all those guys but mostly alex just a really cool thing he's been doing some great stuff for uh the local community in terms of uh, helping out these high school kids so great job Alex keep it up there you go that's awesome so hopefully something that will uh, continue on yeah absolutely I think it could be you know it was so successful in year one it's usually year one's the hard one you know yeah yeah really all right nice nice to that and yeah uh, links to all that will be in the show notes and uh, we're rolling right now we're doing well Scott's got to get to his uh, his uh, his draft Scott uh, he's got his eye he already told me he's got his eye on Mike Trout that's right we're resetting the keepers got the sixth pick so you can't you can't pick the best guy who's number one I had my pick to pick where I wanted to choose in the draft I could have picked number one to ensure Mike Trout but I think I can get him at the sixth pick and that way in the second round is a snake draft so I can get I can get an earlier pick in the second round you know that's what I'm enjoying I'm trying to try and do a double whammy get Mike Trout and Ronald Acuna Jr. in the first and second round how do you decide who gets to pick first? Uh, we have. You said you get to choose your pick. So who gets yes. to choose which pick they pick first? Okay, so it's a little complicated, <laughs> but we, our, our, it works like this because after you hit the playoffs, there was no incentive for the teams that didn't make the playoffs to continue playing. So basically, the four play the four playoff teams are the bottom of the bracket. You know, I don't believe in this capitalism, rich get sure, richer sure. kind of thing. So if you won the championship, you're picking last. You know. And so the the four playoff teams, they're in the bottom. And the team who gets fifth, so basically the person who was eliminated from the playoffs but fought and won the and loser's bracket, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gets their pick of where they want to pick in the draft. And then so on and so on. And so I won the loser's bracket last year, so I had the right to pick. Got it. The guy who came runners up in the loser packet got to pick the second spot, that, you know, and so on. Because if you pick first, then you pick last in the next round. Right. So, so you got to choose wisely. And some years, you know, there's a guy at number one or number two that's worth it, you know. But I think that this year it's a little bit muddier about who's at the top of the, the league, you know. Who who would it be? Who are the contenders? Uh, well, I think you know, just for this season alone, is like Trey Turner has got a stolen bases hitting third in the name. Dodgers lineup. I've never heard his name. Oh, he's great. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is another oh, yeah, big one. I know one. him. I know him. So uh, I think those are going to be kind of the big guys going at top. Maybe Shohei Otani, who won MVP last year, pitches and hits. Oh yeah, yeah. A truly remarkable player. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, and it's for us, it's interesting because we reset our keeper league every few years. So this was a reset. So all the players are back on the board again. 
again. Released into the wild. Yeah, and so that that changes things because like Fernando Tatis Jr., one of the most exciting players in baseball, he's going to be injured for the first three months of the season. So normally that would just tank his draft stock, but if you're playing the long game and you want to keep him for next season and the year beyond when he might be an MVP, mm, you know, there's maybe him. you draft him a little earlier. So yeah, there's a lot of things going on. All right, well we're doing good at time, but we gotta get Scott out of here soon. So it's game time, Scott. What are we doing? We're we doing we're uh, baseball, baseball draft questions here. Let's see, I think we might have to keep it short. Uh, Didn't even know the best player on the on the team that won the title last year, right? The, the Dodgers. Man, they didn't win the title last year. It was oh, the Braves. Think, oh, sorry, my bad. Were they in the? They were in the World Series. Uh, they lost to the Braves in the National League Championship oh, okay. Series. Man, was it two years ago that they won? Yep. Okay. 2020. Okay. Okay. They did win. L.A. winning all those championships in the right. bubble. Yeah. And then, and you're going to save your official Twins prediction for this season until next next week. Yeah, so absolutely. Okay. We can get into it. You got to tell more. the people. You got to tell. I'll the probably people. have like a sponsor and a game and everything. Yeah, we'll be all, baseball. all Twins you know, all next the way week. Down, I love that. Yeah. So I, I talked about this game on a previous episode called Purtle. It's like the NBA version ah, of Wordle. So fun. I played it once and it really was cool. Yeah, I always start a, with it's like it's a great way to to like. That like sharpen your knowledge. Oh, of, like, I've learned league. so many like yeah. you know bench warmers that I didn't know about before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so basically, you guess a player, and then it'll let you know if you've got the right team, conference, uh, division, height, uh, n- number, uh, age. Put in the show notes if you didn't get it from before. And it was that your way, before. yeah. And so if you're close, you know you'll get hints and stuff. And so I like to do Andrew Wiggins because number twenty-two, he's twenty-seven, he's like six-seven, so he's kind of middle ground. So you can always gauge where you're going after guessing him. Um, but we're going to do just the Wolfle. It's just a Timberwolves version. Wolfle. Where I'm, Wolfle. You're going to try and guess the player from this year's squad, Neil. And uh, I will give you hints based off your guesses to guide you, just like uh, Purple. Wow. So do I have to pick the first name? Yep. First, first, name. first one you just pick. All right. So I want to pick so I'll pick. A, I'll pick a Kogi. I'll pick a Kogi because much like Wiggins, you want to pick an average age guy. and He's a wing, so he's an average height guy, too. Like that's what you told me about. I'll Pick. give you. I'll give you what you need to know. Okay. So you, this is. There's one player here who we're trying to get down. To. That's correct. Okay. Uh, Wolf. <laughs> uh, so because you are within two years of the age, I'll let you know uh, that the player is either two years younger than 23 or two within two years of 23, either uh-huh. younger or older. Side, okay. Yeah. And uh, Josh Okogi is six four. The player I'm thinking of is. Taller than 6'4". You're not within two inches of the height. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Josh Okogi's number is 20. The player I'm thinking of, his number is lower than 20. It's not within two numbers of 20. So. Okay, all right, all right. Um, so someone who's taller than Josh, who's roughly the same age as Josh, and who has a lower number. Okay, how about... Um, how, how about... Uh, how about Nas Reed? How about Reed? <laughs> is, Reed is Reed Reed one of them? Possibly? Hey, two, two, two shots. Got right it. There. That's that's the magic right there. Great I, pick. I almost said Noel, um, but then I was like, no, no, no. That he's not. He's probably shorter. He's than, the exact same height as JL. Six four. So. Nas has become one of my favorite players. Yeah, Nas, number eleven, <laughs> six nine, age twenty two. So there Nas we go. Nas ain't worried about it. <laughs> if we had time, I was going to do uh, uh, an all-time one. Maybe we could do it real quick. Just all-time Timberwolf. And we've come to see the wizard, the wizard of Nas. Okay, okay. Well, let's do one more. Yeah. So, all-time Wolf. Yep. Okay, so now I have to pick between all-time. All- okay, can I get, I'll get Wiggins. Give me Wiggins to start it. Okay, this player is older than Wiggins. Okay. Smaller than Wiggins. Mm. And uh, what was it? The number is lower than Wiggins. They're not within two of anything. 
But this player did play with Wiggins. That's the, the historical context. I'll let you know if they ever played with him. So wow, a good, little, a good little hint there. Yeah, so this player was on the team with Wiggins. But he was, he's taller than Wiggins. He's shorter than He's Wiggins. shorter than Wiggins, but was on the same team as him. And then he's older than Wiggins. Okay, uh, let's, uh, let's see. My next guess will be, uh, I don't know, Thad Young. How about Thad Young? <laughs> Uh, well, he's he's smaller than Thad Young. I believe Thad Young's like 6'9", 6'10", so he's taller than Wiggins. So you went in the wrong direction. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got to be smaller older. than Wiggins, but older. You got the age is about right. I'll older, tell you that. You got he, around the right age there. Okay, I need a smaller player. Um, let's see. I am going to go with. Uh, we need older and smaller. Yep. Uh, let me go Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague, Scott. <laughs> uh, man, he's taller, but you're within two inches. Of Jeff Teague. Jeff okay. Teague's six feet, I believe. Yes, yes. So you're within two inches. I think you're within, uh, I'm going to Google his age real quick. I think you're within two years of his age. Okay, so this player. Yeah, Jeff Teague is 33, so you're within two years of his age. Uh, he Jeff Teague's six feet, so you're within two inches of his height. And the number is not close. It's higher than zero, which is what Jeff Teague was. Um, so it's below 22, higher than zero. The, um, is, this player never played with Jeff Teague, by the way. Is this player Ricky Rubio? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. There you go. You got it. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You should have started there. But yeah, no, you okay. should have known. Nice. There it is. Okay, an all-timer right there. Yeah, we got a Mako wo- Wodel. Uh, Woeful lap. It sounds Just too much like woeful. Woeful. Like, oh, like W-O-E. Full of woe. Yeah. yeah, full of woe. I think it's like, I mean, that still does work. Don't get Wolf-o. me wrong. <laughs> yeah, we need another thing that rhymes with purdle or wordle. Yeah. Uh, that is Timberwolves related. Uh, Crunchel, no. Um, what's a player? Is there a player that was like... Uh, that had that um, word, erd uh, kind of sound. I'm, I can't I'm think of any. Brain right now. Erd, uh, yeah, and you're a coach or. <laughs> coach Birdle. Coach. coach Finch. Birdle. <laughs> Birdle. <laughs> We'll come up with a good one. We'll get one eventually. Yeah. We'll, we'll send it out to the Wolvescast folks. All right. Uh, nice or game. That's if fun. you have an idea. Hit no, us up yeah. on Twitter, at Wolvescast. Yeah, for sure. Hit us up in the comments of the Canis Hoopus post. That's where this uh, that's where this show will be living. Shout out to Canis Hoopus, closing out the season strong. And then, uh, oh, yeah, your boy was uh, approved once again for a credential for Link season. So uh, what, what? we're going right into that as well. So that will be very fun. It's always a transition, but uh, really good to keep the pro basketball going. Um, shout out to um, uh, everyone at Canis Hoopus and everybody who's uh, checking out the Final Four this weekend in Minneapolis. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode of Wolves Cast, the last show before the, the play-in game. So that will be interesting. We'll talk Twins and uh, how the Wolves are doing. Sounds like I can't miss episode next week. That's right. Scott, good luck in your, in your draft tonight. If you don't get Mike Trout, I hope you get someone else wonderful. And, um, yeah, I hope, I hope it goes well and uh, you, you have a great season uh, with the fantasy, fantasy baseball. How about just for the podcast fans? If I get Mike Trout, I'll just tweet the words Mike Trout Mike from the Trout. Wolvescast account. Okay, Nobody else know. will understand, but you as a listener will understand. Maybe you'll see it tonight and then listen to the pod tomorrow and be like, now I get it. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Yeah, okay. That's how you'll know. And Keep if an you, eye. If you don't see the Mike Trout tweet, that means Scott got somebody else. And you have I've been to tweeting wait. my Pirtle score every day from the account. So yeah. So, yeah see I, I, I like that. Keep it going. All right. We'll see everybody next week, and we'll talk more Timberwolves basketball then. Farewell. It's, it's still just a 22-point game. <laughs>